Today is going to be good for many reasons. I love following the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I love following the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. It's not always pleasant, but it is good. Heck, I can't even start talking without crying. You know when like you you just there's like a well and you just you don't really know why you're feeling it, but it's just kind of sitting there. And then as soon as you want to talk about something that you love, like I was just about to talk about God, and I was going to cry. Yeah. Today we're going to break our series. Um, we're going to have a quick break this week. For those of you, was everyone here last week? Most people were here last week. Most people are aware that we're doing a series right now. I preached last week on Jehoshaphat and. I thought it was a good sermon. Personally, I got a lot out of it. I hope you guys did too. But just listening to it during the week, Matt and I re-listened to it again. And there were just some, you know, when you listen to something and some things stick out and you're like, oh, like it just, it, it pricks your heart and you, you know, you can't move on from it. That's the kind of week that I've had re-listening to my message and revisiting this story and revisiting just some of the themes and some of the things that I talked about last week. And so I'm, I'm not going to preach on Jehoshaphat again. I'm, I, I wouldn't put you through that. I would, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm just going to start off by praying. Uh, so if you want to just close your eyes. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, we just love you. God, I just love you. I love your nature. I love your character. I love your spirit. I just love you. I just pray that as as I speak this morning, as, as, as we hear your word this morning, that we would just receive all that you have for us. That we would not have to figure out and understand, Lord, but we would just know that in the midst of this morning that we are just receiving from you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. Oh, I'm going to talk to you guys today about inheritance. And it's a topic that's really... It's really, it's really dear to my heart. It's a topic that I think there is, there is so much uh, that can be unpacked from talking about inheritance. There are so many different ways you can go. There are so many different things you can look at, and it's, it's, and it's honestly endless. I, I've had a, I've had a rough three days. It's a good rough, but I've had a rough three days trying to figure out what I feel like God wants to say this morning through inheritance, because there, are, there is story after story after story of seeing people, the nation of Israel, hearing, reading parables, there, there is so much to learn and to know um, in regards to what we receive. And so uh, I'm just going to be real with you guys. I don't have this figured out. I don't really know what it's going to look like at the end of my message. I don't really know what I'm about to share. Um, but I, I know that he's faithful and I know that he's going to say what he wants to say. He's going to say what he wants to say. And so if you have your Bibles, um, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 13, we're going to start here and we'll see where we end up. When I think about inheritance, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this last week um, when I was preaching that we, when you think about inheritance, you know, there's what you receive from your parents, there's what you receive from the Lord, there are things that you can receive and pick up on from your friends, from the family, from the people around you. Um, there's all kinds of different ways that we receive uh, our character, our behavior, 
all kinds of things. And for me, I one of the keys to not just receiving inheritance, but one of the keys to stewarding and growing and and sustaining what it is you've received is actually first checking yourself. Um, and so we're going to read here in Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the soils. Most of you will know it. Let's get started in verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the sea, and the great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the floor. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because there was no depth of earth. But when the sun came up, they were scorched because they had no root, and so they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded crop a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. To me, when I, when I think about this parable, a way that I often relate it to my life is I, I, I use it as, I think of myself as the fields. I think of myself as the person who is receiving the sprinkling of seeds. And I always, I always want to put myself in a position before the Lord where I am good soil, where I am someone where if the Lord throws seeds in my life, then it's going to fall on good soil and it's going to reap fruit, hopefully 100-fold, 60-fold, whatever it may be. And I think when we talk about inheritance and when we, we talk about what we are given, it's so important to make sure that our character, that our nature, that, um, that who we are as people is good soil for the Lord to give us good things. And, and last week when I was talking about Jehoshaphat, I shared about how the, what the difference between him and Ahab does anyone kind of remember what I shared about, um, you know, Jehoshaphat owned his kingship. Jehoshaphat owned the fact that he was a king. He wore his king's clothes. He was good soil for the Lord. And Ahab, when they went into battle, Ahab decided to wear different clothes. He clothed himself differently. He looked like an average regular soldier and, and he ended up dying. He ended up dying. Um, as I was thinking about that the, throughout this week, I found myself being reminded of Matthew chapter 13. Just being reminded that there are so many opportunities for us in life to partner with things that could possibly bring up thorns in our lives, to partner with things that could possibly, that could possibly make our ground rocky and dry. And it's just so, I think it's so important that we continually place ourselves in a position where our heart is clean and pure before the Lord. There was this time, I, I remember probably about, oh, it would have been two years ago now. Two years ago, I, I had this moment with God. It was this really convicting, confronting moment. And uh, I found myself in a position where I began to judge and I began to make assumptions of people because I thought that you know, I thought that I could figure them out by just looking at them, hearing them talk. And, and it, was, it, it wasn't like I was thinking bad thoughts about people, but I, I found myself in a position where my heart wasn't to get to know them, my heart was to understand them, but I would understand them not by listening to them, but by just thinking about them and 
observing and judging. And it, it wasn't bad, but it was this little thing that just started to creep into my life, you know, and it, it would be just like, I'd be walking down the street and I'd walk past someone and I'd be like, and, and I would look them up and down and I would figure them out. Or I think, I, I, I thought I would figure them out. And I remember this one day I was spending some time with the Lord and in the sweet, still small voice, he, uh, he, he says to me, Nathan, why do you think those, these, this thought about this person? And he, and he named a specific person that I knew I had a perceived judgment about. He's like, why do you think this thought about this person? And, and, it, and instantly, I, you know when God speaks to you and, and you know that, you, you know in your heart, instantly, I, I, found, I felt so much just conviction in that moment. And I thought to myself, knowing where the Lord was going with our conversation, I entertained the conversation and said, oh, I don't know why I thought that thought about that person. And then the Lord replies back to me, well, I don't think that thought about them. And it's just like a dagger straight to the heart. And you're like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you don't. So then I shouldn't either. And, and it, was, it was really sweet. I, I went through probably this three-week period, you know, because it, conviction happens in a moment. Repentance happens. You know, I, I, I got on my knees and I cried out to God and repented. And, but, you know, repentance means to, to turn around and to go the other way and never do it again. And so I found myself over the next three weeks or so, every time that I walked past a person that I previously had a perceived judgment about, I stopped in that moment and I asked the Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about that person? Because I, I want to rewrite the way I think about them to see how you see them. And it was, it was this really sweet period where I went from being soil that may have thorns in it, soil that may have rocks in it to becoming soil that was good and, and worthy of seed and it took time and it wasn't pleasant but it got there and when I think about that moment I think you know in that moment I inherited something from the Lord in that moment I experienced God and I inherited his heart for people every moment from that moment onwards when I met or when I saw the people that I had previously had that thought about. I inherited his heart for them every time that I chose to rewrite my memory. And there's something that's been playing through my mind over the last two months. And it's a little bit, it's a buzzword. It, it can be used as a buzzword. The word intentionality. It, it's a great word. And it's a really powerful word, but it also it can be misconstrued sometimes. But this phrase has been pinging like a pinball machine in my head for the last three months and it's moving from formality to intentionality moving from formality to intentionality and and it's been this period of time with the lord where i am consistently being convicted consistently being sharpened i would say convict consistently being reminded that it's pointless to live life if you're just living life for formality's sake and we're not called to live life for formality's sake we're called to be intentional with our walk we're called to be intentional with our journey with the lord and i'm gonna i'm gonna share a story to back up my thought i was thinking this just the other day i was driving home from somewhere i can't remember where it was about a 35 minute drive 
And have you ever sat in the car and driven and then you get to your destination and you cannot remember a single thing that you did while you're driving? And, and you're, you're driving and you get there and you're like, wait a second, how did I just, like, how did I get here? Like, you know, you, obviously I'm focusing while I'm driving, but it's, it's so autopilot. It's so, it's such a formality in my life to drive that sometimes if, you, if you're not in the, being aware and intentional in the moment, you can completely just miss what you've done. Who else has that sometimes? Yeah? I would say most people do. And it got me thinking. Well, it didn't get me thinking. The Lord spoke to me in that moment because I, I pulled up in my drive, I pulled up at home in the driveway and, and God was like, so what did you just do the last 35 minutes? And I was like, what do you mean? I just drove home. He's like, but what did, what did you do? What, like, what did you think about? What, what, like, what songs did you sing? And for the life of me, I couldn't tell him because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and then, and then he, 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 put, he pulled back another layer of the onion, went a little bit deeper and he said, so how often does this happen? And where else does this happen? How often and where else? And as you can imagine, it was a lovely, uncomfortable conversation with the Lord that followed. Um, because I, I, I started to realize that, you know, there are things that I do in my life. There are things that we do in our lives that are so a formality that there's such an autopilot thing that when we're not intentional with, with what we have and, and that we're not intentional with what's been given to us. You know, there were, the Lord, in that moment, there was another thing that I realized that I consistently do without being aware of consistently doing it is sometimes, and this is a little bit um, TMI, too much information, a little bit TMI. Um, but uh, sometimes after I go to the toilet to do a number two, I'll sit on the toilet for 45 minutes and not be aware that I've just sat on the toilet for 45 minutes. Does anyone else ever do that? TMI, a little bit TMI, but that's fine. It's fine. And it was something that I was like, oh, like I'm wasting my time. The reason why I share that is because I think it, it, it's so funny because God wants all of our lives. He wants every part of our lives, right? And so he wants my toilet time. <laughs> he wants that 45 minutes of toilet time. And, and it got me thinking, you know, it, everyone here should know the parable of the people who receive the talents, um, that's in the New Testament. And, you know, one gets, ten, one gets five, one gets ten, one gets five, and one gets one. And we all know that the one who gets ten goes away, he multiplies it, brings it back. The one who gets five, he doubles it and brings it back. And the one who got one, he buried it, pulled it out, and just took back the one. We all, we all know the parable. And, and it got me thinking, like, oh, what am I, what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing? What areas of my life are so a formality that the Lord is not involved in them? Where is, not, where is God not involved in my life? Because I'm lacking in that area. And it may be silly like toilet time, but in, in fact, it, it's, it's still time that can be used for Him. It's still time that can be spent with Him. It's still time that could bring me benefit, that could bring Him benefit because I spend it with Him. Moving from formality to intentionality. 
I think that's one of the greatest keys when it comes to inheritance, is being, being aware of what you've received. Just like Jehoshaphat was. Um, it was so funny. This morning, um, Lola, she put this around my neck because she said, it's like a nice gold chain and it looks good. And I thought it did too. Um, but being aware with what we've received. And, and it got me thinking like, we are sons and daughters of the king. And I shared this last week. We are sons and daughters of the king. It says in Romans that uh, if we, if we uh, choose to be baptized by his spirit, then, um, and his spirit is alive inside of us, then we can call out to him, Abba, Father. And we are sons and daughters of God. We are sons and daughters of the king. We all have a right to gold chains. We all have a right because we are his children, because that is who he is. Just like last week when, when I was sharing about Ahab and how Ahab chose to, to not wear his king's clothes. He chose to put on clothes that weren't his. He chose to not wear his gold chain around his neck. He chose to not wear his robes and his crown. And, and, and look what it did to him. We, I, I think it's so important that we, we put ourselves in a position where we are able to choose what the Lord wants us to choose. We put ourselves in a position where our, our only option and our only choice can be him. To, be, to live our lives how he tells us to live our lives. To do the things that he asks us to do. To receive the things willingly that he wants us to receive. And, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we drop the ball. And, and sometimes where we, we make wrong choices, just like, just like Ahab did. You know, sometimes we choose to not pay attention while we're driving the car. And, and I think there, there's an invitation today. There is an invitation today for you, for what we believe, what I believe their invitation is for, is for us as a body to position ourselves to, to not just live our lives for formality's sake, but to live our lives for intentionality's sake, for him. Just like Jehoshaphat, a man who was like his great-great-grandfather, David, a man after God's own heart. He was a man who walked right in the eyes of the Lord. We too can be like that. We too can choose to, to partner. We, we too can be good soil. We too can choose to multiply the talents that we've received. We're called to be good stewards of what the Lord has given us. We're called to be good stewards of what the Lord has given us. We're called to be good stewards of what the Lord has given us. Where in our lives are we not good stewards of the inheritance we've received from Him? Where? Where are we living for formality's sake? Where, where is intentionality lacking? Because He wants it. He wants all of your life. He wants all of our lives. And, and we should want to give it to Him. We should want to be living sacrifices for the Lord, holy and blameless in His sight. It's um, it's really it's really interesting looking at the people of Israel and just looking at their journey 
in the Old Testament. You know, they had, a, they had a pretty rocky road. They really did. They had a pretty tumultuous time, both in the desert and also when they entered into the Promised Land. And it was mostly because of their choices. It was mostly because of the decisions or, or the actions or the lack of actions that they took. You know, it, there, there is this cycle that you see that happens in, with the kingdom of, and the nation of Israel. It's, it's this cycle of like, you know, they go, they, go into, they go into the promised land and the Lord tells them to take the promised land, to leave nothing there, you know, to, to, to not accept the culture that is not theirs and to, to burn it all, to get rid of it all and to wipe it clean and make it clean so they can live. And, you know, so the Israelites go, they, they go into battle, they win the battle, they win, they take over this town. Over and over again, you see this happening, they take over, but they leave like little bits of the culture behind. They leave little bits of the things behind from the previous nation or the previous city that was there. And guess what happens every single time when they do that? Well, every single time they make their decisions to sin, first of all, you see that they then begin to follow the culture that was left. They begin to maybe worship the idols and the gods of the people that they possibly left behind. And they turn away from the Lord over and over and over again. For, for, for chapter upon chapter upon chapter, this happens. They made some really bad choices. They made decisions that didn't line them up with the Lord or what the Lord had for them. You know, I, always, I think about like, what would have been like firstly for the Israelites in the desert if they just followed the Lord's direction, the Lord's leading? And what would, have been, would it, what would it have been like for the Israelites in, in, the, in the promised land if they actually consistently from generation to generation followed the Lord like they had the chance to? What would it have been like? What could it be like for our lives if we, if we consistently said yes to the things of God, if we consistently said yes to His plans, His, His will for us? What would our lives be like if, if we made the choice to consistently say yes to him and only him? Could you, could you imagine what that would be like? And I think when it comes to inheritance, receiving yes is part of it. And you can, you can only have an inheritance if you've received an inheritance. But for me, the punchline with inheritance or the, the thing about inheritance that's so important is what we do with it. We can't change what we receive. We don't have the ability to, we can choose to not receive it, but we don't have the ability to affect or change the thing that we've received because it's something that's given to us. However, when it's ours, the ball's in our court and it's what we do with what we've received that's so important. It's so important that we live our lives stewarding and being intentional with the things that we've received. Because it could very much be like the kingdom of Israel. As, as I've shared like these stories, like, you know, I, I consider those times, those times of refining, those times of repentance, those times where I feel like the Lord's realigned me. Those times are much like what Israel experienced. 
And, and if we consistently put our heart in a place where we are clean and pure before the Lord, then imagine what could happen. Imagine what could happen. What are we going to do with what we've received? How are we going to move from formalities to intentionality? What choices are we going to make about the things we've received? What are we going to do? What are we going to do?